Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia! Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about boulevard brewing company out of kansas city missouri and we are also going to be talking about weapons well kids with weapons toys as weapons just general weapons in our children yes um, weapons as toys <laughs> and toys as weapons <laughs> so uh, that being said care what are we starting with now uh, well, like you said, we're going to drink Boulevard tonight, and the first beer we're going to have is a Saison, and it's called Tank 7. Tank so 7. So let's, uh, right. without any delay, let's Let give this a go. bottle opener. Yeah, Not right. cans, bottles. Boulevard tends to lean toward bottles, I think. Even our second beer is in a bottle. They do. Uh, interesting. Um take on the on the bottles more take on the glass is that boulevard tries to be um somewhat sustainable and into recycling and things and they were trying to figure out quite a few years ago how to be better about their what to do with recycling and they came up with a solution um and they use a company called ripple glass i don't really know much about it okay. but it started in 2009 and instead of sending glass to landfills they send it to this place and they essentially transform glass into insulation or other you know other uses for the glass um and as of this year i think i read an article more than 80 communities in the area have adopted this ripple glass to help keep all their used glass products out of their landfills. Um, So Boulevard really started the push for that. So even though they are using glass for a lot of things, as opposed to cans, they also are part of a recycling effort um, for glass so that it's not, you know, it's being reused in other ways for other things so kind of interesting anyways um well now that we're talking about (laughs) boulevard um boulevard's been around for a while compared to a lot of other breweries that we talk about because they started back in uh they were founded in 1989 so oh wow quite a while ago right have we done a brewery from the 80s yet uh well bells was the 70s oh so that yeah. was michigan but okay, that's okay. probably our oldest i mean outside okay. of like heineken or like things that we talked about but it's true we did um, drink heineken <laughs> but like of generally PBR. our PBR, true <laughs> of the craft beer 
scene that we've been talking about, this is definitely one of the older ones. So yeah, okay. 89, they were founded. Um, so John McDonald founded it before he got into beer. He went to art school. He took up cabinet making. <laughs> like, I love that that's a class in art school. We used right? to have a graphic designer at my job who took cabinet making in college. And I was just sort of like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah that- <laughs> That's, exactly i mean hey it's just interesting i'm not questioning it i just think it's yeah, really no, interesting for sure um so yes yeah, so then started up boulevard uh the first beer that they ever made was one keg and it was delivered mm-hmm. to a mexican restaurant like two minutes down the road that That's was so i think funny. back in like back in 89 so yeah i mean they started small um they've expanded like three times um they have over 200 employees now they distribute to 41 states and 10 other countries outside the u.s um you know they make around 200,000 barrels of beer a year more than 200,000 barrels of beer now but they think they have the capacity in their most recent expansion to get up to 600,000 barrels um they are actually they were certified kosher some of their beers are a number of years ago um again they're into the sustainability they planted they made a green roof so they planted a bunch of vegetation and plants and grass um, to try and reduce the energy they need to heat and cool their facility Um, so they're definitely trying to kind of be a good you know a good partner in the community Um, they are owned however by a in 2014 they were bought or became part of the Devel Mortgat company, which I don't know, I'm sure I said that wrong. It's a fourth generation family owned Belgian beer company that started back in like 1870 or 1871. So they're a huge group. They also own um, Firestone Walker is another one that they own. Um, What's the other one? Oh, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this one. The Oma Gang, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm sure I'm not going to correct you. Someone can know. correct me. Um, but yeah, so they're all part of that same big group of beer companies. Okay. Um, they don't really advertise as advertise that much. They really you wouldn't know that they were owned by a bigger company, a bigger beer company. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so but they've been around for a while. They've been doing some good stuff. Um, and yeah, so we're going to drink Tank 7. A Saison, also sometimes called farmhouse ales, also called who knows what. Um, <laughs> yes. So, all right, let's do that. Let's drink. And then we'll talk about weapons. <laughs> Absolutely. If anything's going to make me feel aggressive, it's going to be a farmhouse ale. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that Saisons are not my favorite. I'm always willing to give them a try. Um, it's, it's a, it's a good size on, like, I mean, it's, it's good for what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely can't say anything bad about it. I feel like Saison's as a group leave something to be desired to me. Like it's almost in between, like it's not, doesn't have as much of a bite as I want. It's not as crisp as I want. It's like in between to right. me. So, but I mean, it's again, if you like Saison's, it's a good Saison. It's just not my favorite type of beer. Yeah. I think when it comes to smell, this beer 
is more impressive and appeals to more people than maybe some feel about the taste of it. Um, I think it's got a very inviting smell. It's really sweet, um, fruity, aromatic. Um, yeah. No, and then when fair. you take a drink, I think that the drink, <clears throat> the flavor matches the smell. We've talked about that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, like you said, it's, I, for me, I'd almost say that I wish it was just like a smidge of a like a little funkier mm. you know mm-hmm. like more yeah. i hate to use the word sour because everybody hates when you use that word as a descriptor <laughs> for beer um but it has just a tiny bit of it and maybe it's because i prefer tart flavor in all categories but um yeah, fair, but in fair. beer as well and so like sometimes when i drink farmhouses i feel like like i like the i like farmhouse sales but every once in a while you, they kind of run the gamut a little bit with um mm-hmm. you know what direction they go like for example off color brewing makes uh, a farmhouse called apex predator oh, i yeah. love that's apex true. predator I, um, I haven't had that in a while but yeah that's i for, i almost forgot that was a farmhouse i know to be honest i know with well you. and because because it's one of their flagships and mm-hmm. most breweries their flagship beer is not a farmhouse so Fair. like you yeah, just don't true. expect that and yeah. it doesn't fall into your memory that way because yeah. you're not used to hearing that that's a brewery's, you know, the, a mainstay for them. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, mean, I, I yeah, like I this. Forgot it's, about it. it's, how do I put the? It's just not super remarkable for me in the world of saisons. I, I like it, and it's it's, it just needs a little bit more for me. I don't know. I guess that's yeah. just again. It's not. It's it again. It's a good for what it is. I feel like I'm. I'm. I'm wanting a bit more of a bite to sure. it, maybe, sure. and that's why maybe it's just not my favorite. Yeah, but it's not. It's not bad. It's like it's got a little good effervescence to it. It's mm-hmm. a little citrusy. It's it's pretty calm. It doesn't have much of an aftertaste to it. You know, it's. Um, you know, it's, it, it's a fine beer. It's just not my favorite. Yeah. Um, well, and then yeah. like, in contrast to a lot of beers we've been talking about lately, where you have all these beers that are like the refreshing crisp beer that you mm-hmm. want to drink after you pull weeds in the yard and stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> if you drank this after you pulled weed, you'd have to lay down because your stomach would hurt. Like, That's like fair. It would, yeah. <laughs> it's got that, it's like drinking Coca-Cola, like I don't drink Coca-Cola to be refreshed. I don't drink it to like yeah. satisfy my thirst. I may drink Coke mixed with something or I may drink it because I have the, you know, like the desire to have like a sweet carbonated beverage, but it's never mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it was so hot outside. I'm going to open a Coke, you know, like, right. yeah. and this is similar. It gives me a that similar kind of feeling. Feel. This yeah. beer does not fall into that category of something that like, oh, a nice cold tank seven would be perfect right now <laughs> after yeah. I just sat in the sun for an hour. Uh, right. No, that's fair. I, I think it's hilarious that it's called tank seven ba- purely because when they were sampling the beers, this was just Tank Seven. This was right. the, the, the I read tank that as well that they were sampling out of, it and just it just that stuck. Tank, like, yeah. They were like, "We're drinking from Tank Seven, and it's great." And so that's what it is. It's Tank Seven. <laughs> so, and I'm sure it's not just brewed in Tank Seven anymore. But at the time, 
that's what it was and the name has has stuck (laughs) maybe that's maybe that inspires our episode name for this one we can just call it episode 45 or whatever number we're on yeah i'm gonna be wrong about that but um yeah that's what we're gonna call this one (laughs) i like it see we're we're, we're doing good but yeah i mean if you like saisons it's it's a solid it's one of their flagship beers like it's definitely it's not necessarily their flagship but it's definitely one that they're known for that they've been brewing for for a while um and that people do Mm -hmm. do like Mm -hmm. so um yeah so all right anyways let's uh let's continue drinking this and let's move on to our topic for tonight yeah i'm very excited about this weapons weapons all right (laughs) so this is one of those times where i don't have like a personal story about myself at all because growing up yeah, no, I don't believe either. that I had any interest in weapons or play fighting or horsing around. I mean, my I have one sibling and he's six years older than me. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't have somebody to like rough house with yeah. uh, or anything like that. Um, and so as a result, I, I just don't didn't, remember yeah. ever being really all that interested in playing war or fighting or or that kind of like competition I guess if you will um my kids just to dive straight in uh, (laughs) (laughs) my kids love to play fight and they do it a lot but that being said it never it it doesn't escalate um And I'll talk more about that. But um, we had kind of an initial attitude of like, oh, we're not going to buy weapons for them. You know, we don't need swords and guns. And let's not turn them into violent children. (laughs) Um, Because that was kind of everybody's attitude. I was just like, oh, you don't want to be buying them swords because then they'll they'll try to hurt each other and yeah i mean there's a, been a you know a perception of and you know there's been so many times kids get in trouble and not recently but like probably like five to ten years ago kids in trouble in school for bringing something that looked like a knife or that wasn't you know sure, things like sure. that like that was in the news over and over and over again so i feel yeah. like as parents we were like oh that's bad our like, response it, was to kind of just like yeah. eliminate it completely mm-hmm. was to just not they just won't know that play swords and play yeah. guns and those things exist in the world would just mm-hmm. deny them that um we ended up kind of breaking on a disney world trip and getting them swords you know mm-hmm. like from like the cinderella castle store oh, where sure. they have like prince charming sword or whatever yeah. um and they just they were running around disney world and they were pretending to play sword fight uh you know we went to ride pirates of the caribbean and they got yeah. into like a faux sword fight, fight. with somebody yeah, in a fight. store I mean, like a cast pirates member yeah swords? that yeah. was dressed as a pirate sure and yeah. and it was it was playful and it was fun and they were using their imagination and I, my response, and it's been the same ever since that moment has mm-hmm. been that it hasn't increased their aggression. They don't fight each other to hurt. Um, yeah. They're not aggressive. They're not more aggressive before, or after, or during a time where they might play fight. Um I've noticed it's one of the times where they use their imagination the most because yeah. they'll work together to like fight an enemy. Whatever. Yeah. Um, 
and they'll be like oh we have to beat you know they'll they've watched some of the marvel movies and they'll be like oh we got to beat thanos and they'll be like they'll each get a weapon and they'll have captain america's shield and they'll just pretend to battle thanos um yeah and they work together or even if they're on opposite teams like (laughs) yeah and it just i personally do not believe that it encourages violent behavior that has not been my experience and i don't i you know similarly i don't think that video games and letting them watch movies with like we watch the kids let the kids watch the marvel movies sure my daughter yesterday goes mommy can we watch black panther this week because saturday it's just me and her for a few hours and i'm like Mm -hmm. sure why not but like i think that like our kids know what's real and what's pretend and i think that that's a big part of it and so they know like my husband even earlier they were watching I don't know what they were watching uh, some some movie i just was passing through and mm-hmm. my son was asking about it um like what was happening in the movie and my husband was like it's just pretend like you know they're not it's a movie like they're, right. they're pretending and and my son was like okay and he went back to whatever he was doing like not right. even interested and it was a fight scene sure. um you know and he went back to playing his like mario kart on his switch or whatever he was doing uh-huh. um but you know i think if you teach your kids like just general basic things like yeah you can pretend fight you can also pretend to have a baby doll you can pretend to cook a meal you can pretend to go fight a fire you can pretend to do all these things and all of them are pretend you're not actually using a real stove to cook a meal you're not actually putting out a fire you know all of those things you're not caring for a real baby yeah you're not like like feeding and changing or bathing you know none of those things are real they're using your imagination to come up with a scenario and maybe they're problem solving like you know to defeat an enemy or you know things like that but i don't think that my children had not become more actually violent because they play fight and my children didn't really play fight for a very long time um you know and i have a boy girl and my oldest isn't doesn't really interact as much um with anyone but he doesn't play with kids as much as he observes Mm -hmm. other kids Mm so it's really the twins and their boy girl so i feel like they don't they didn't until more recently like play fight as much but even still, I don't feel like the increase in play fighting has caused an increase of violent behavior outside of playing right. at all. Like my kids are, and not to like toot my own horn, but like two of the most polite kids on the planet. Like they literally like help anyone. Like I'll ask my either of them to be like, hey, can you go check on your brother? Can you go do this? Can you do uh-huh. that? And the other day, one of the adults, we were with a group of people and she was, the mom was like, they never say no when you ask them to do something. I was like, no, right. they actually don't. Like they've never yeah. ever pushed back on me when I asked them to help or to do something or anything. Like they just don't. And I think we're very lucky with that, but they're not violent like right. at all. They're like timid, sweet, comforting people. So there's zero chance that play fighting is going to affect their actual violent tendencies. Like whatever. At least through them. Maybe other kids it would, but I think for the vast majority of children that are brought up, you know, to understand what's real, what's movies, what's play, Uh um, 
that it's it's not it's not a negative that I totally got on a soapbox there but anyways so weapon. no 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 um, but I think that's all valid um I was gonna elaborate on what you said about video games and kind of go into that field mm-hmm. as well and say that you know my kids have played you know like Super Smash Brothers which is is a oh, yeah. video game that's about fighting I mean you mm-hmm. fight you battle each other um and other games that have had some fighting elements to them and that although occasionally it carries over into the being a like a baseline for some of their physical play sure. outside of the game mm-hmm. but like i said they watch a marvel movie and then they pretend to battle marvel oh, yeah. villains mm-hmm. they've played a marvel video game where they ultimately pretended to battle you know marvel villains that they played against in the video game um yeah i've never seen them border on violent or injurious or anything like that um Mm -hmm. with each other with anybody else um and you know even with my husband and i Mm -hmm. um you know you would think that if there was the possibility that that stuff was going to carry over yeah that we would be subjected to it and i've never or other kids like our children play together and they've played fought with like random lightsabers or like they they come up with the most random crap that's a weapon like the other <gasps> day my daughter was using her easy bake oven spatula as a yeah, sword right? and like the other kid that was over was using like this like muscle back massager thing as like <laughs> something and i'm like we have and it's not like we don't have things i'm like we have like lightsabers in the, right. the, the drawer and we have like but no they're like no, this is fine i'm like okay fine whatever like that's you, do you. <laughs> that was the other thing i was gonna say is that we have weapons that are toys and then we have toys that they use as weapons <laughs> and it's like there's two different things going on here like i have found that anything can be a weapon if you yeah. use your imagination <laughs> some you of go. the things that have been weapons are stuffed animals well okay. legos are weapons action figures can be weapons mm-hmm. fingers can be weapons. can be weapons yeah. i got shot at the other day by a <laughs> pair of finger guns um if i i would prefer not to get shot i do yeah. tell them that kind of as sort of a baseline for like where yeah. i feel like maybe we're getting a little borderline is every mm. once in a while my my son will be like hey can i have a donut and i'll be like nah you can't have a donut right now you know we're gonna have lunch in 15 mm. minutes and he'll be like and he like pretends to shoot me and i'm just like can you please not shoot me over the fact that i didn't over a donut right now yeah and it's it's very rare but it, it like occasionally little things like there's that your happen. line you've got a line somewhere yeah, everybody and has I to have, have to a be line like, i get it i have to be like okay listen it's cool if you don't like that i said no to the donut mm-hmm. request <laughs> but let's not like charade finger yeah, the, gun the, the shooting gun. me that's fair over that's it. fair yeah <laughs> it's not a reason to end my life yeah no there needs to be <laughs> <laughs> weapons and violence should not be used in every case even if yeah sometimes so it's I just not the that. answer now <laughs> if violent, you yeah. are eating a donut and i try to steal that donut from you <laughs> and you want a finger gun shoot me for trying yeah, to eat fair. your donut i'm taking your property from you there's an argument to be made that's fair you're defending <laughs> property like i yeah. get it i get the justification so there's again there's a line there's definitely a line but yeah, yeah you know 
I feel like, and this is this is gonna go t- a totally different direction, but <laughs> like I feel like when we were kids, there were so many things, and maybe kids bordering on teenagers, and you know, up until within the last kind of decade, there were so many things that were taken so seriously, like mm-hmm. too too much of an extreme, and I think that video games and music and play weapons and I'm, I'm going to say drugs, like sure. all of those things were the devil and you were going right. to be a bad person. And if you smoked weed, you were going to just do crack tomorrow. And yes. if you played a bad video game, you're going to go kill people. And like to such an extreme that I look back and I'm like, holy cow, how no, much you're totally right. time and energy was wasted on all of these things that to me, don't make any sense like i mean i think that and we you're right this could we could dig really deep on yeah this well, I'm, topic. Not, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm I gonna think not that push but yeah the problem is is that people think correlation and causation are mm-hmm. the same thing yeah and you know you you have an incident where a young person you know does a file a violent yeah is a violent yeah they do something violent they shoot somebody or they Mm -hmm. hit somebody or they whatever whatever level of violence it might be Mm -hmm. and at some point someone also mentions that they like marilyn manson oh i forgot about that one right yeah perfect Um, example yeah and 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 you think to yourself well you know i kind of like marilyn manson but i don't really want to punch you in the face yeah um (laughs) And so I think that there was a period of time, and you're right, when we were high school age mm-hmm. and, and even maybe a little bit younger, it was very common for people to make those connections and to believe that they caused yeah. violence. Violence, right? Or, or and, something, something negative that the, this is why this kid turned yeah. out and then, like he did. Our generation became parents and we started to carry that over and we yeah. were sort of like, do Nerf guns make kids want to shoot each other right. and yeah. do play swords? And we kind of, those of us who questioned mm-hmm. that logic and mm-hmm. allowed our kids to get some exposure to those things kind of discovered that those don't necessarily relate. That it, yep. it's not, like I said, I don't think that my kids are more violent Mm-mm. because they've seen the Marvel movies, because they've played with a Nerf gun, because they, you know, because they've oh, played a, a Super yeah. Smash Brothers. Right. Um, no. Than a kid who doesn't do those things. Um, no, I don't think so at all. I would actually argue the opposite. Kids who have no exposure to things like that, and the first time they do, might as an adult or as an older person might tend towards more violence because they've never seen that they've never done that that's like the kids who never drank never did anything and they go away to college and they go crazy sure like it's kind of a very similar analogy in that expose your kids to as much as you can but teach them the right way to handle that exposure and it's the opposite of like what we were kind of taught as kids which was stay away from all of these things because they'll turn you bad right it's it's just now that I'm a parent it's just crazy to me that some of these things that we thought or we were taught or were ideas that you know 
you know, the community at large kind of subscribes to, or at least a large portion of people subscribe right. to. And it's just like, they're patently wrong, I think. Right. Um, and there's definitely always the people that are predisposed to certain personalities that might have different things affect them differently. Or people like my oldest son, who doesn't have as big of a grasp on real versus pretend. Mm-hmm. People like that may, it, it, they may have a more of an effect if they were to play violent games or things because sure. they don't have as much of a grasp on this is a movie this isn't real life, Mm -hmm. but that's a very different and small subset of the population. And I would argue that there are probably a lot more mental health issues behind most of the violent acts that people wind up committing in large scale Mm -hmm. than anyone ever focused on before. And instead of saying, did this kid need help? Did this kid have underlying issues? Did this kid have an undiagnosed mental health issue? But instead, we're looking at the music he listened to and the right. games he played. Yeah. And that's a huge failure, I think, of you know the last 20, 30 years is yeah. that that's what we stopped at versus really diving into you know some of the other things going on in the world and we're still behind like we're getting there but we're still behind so no I think that's absolutely right I think I totally agree wow this got really serious yeah right I didn't expect that at all I was going to talk about easy bake oven spatulas and back massagers as weapons versus... a back massager <laughs> no seriously so good. I yeah. love that it's like bumpy and white and long and like after you work out you rub like your legs with it it's sure I know what you're talking about but like yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. that's a weapon totally a weapon. <laughs> yeah absolutely my kids would totally use that as right? a weapon I we really actually like... have these um this like tent making kit and oh, it's like yeah, these yeah. sticks with the balls yep. on the end mm-hmm. and then the ball has little indents in it and you stick the stick in and you can build like a yeah i know exactly like what you're fort. talking about yep so we have like a whole bag of these sticks with the balls i've had to take them away because there's so many of the sticks that they're just like they're like ninja sorting each other constantly and there's so many of them and they're just everywhere and so i have to like hide them in my closet because Mm -hmm. i can't handle the amount of swords that they produce with this one fort making kit we um (laughs) we have they're like they're like old tinker toy sets that came in like a tin like cylinder and Mm -hmm, they had like mm -hmm. they were wooden long things so we still have a set at my parents house from when me and my brother were kids okay and those are the perfect either sword or gun making things because there's like these round turret looking things and sticks and there's like five six holes in them and so my that my children have taken to building weapons out of those that's nice um, i like that yeah i mean that's it's, resourceful again, it, it's Creative. engineering like yeah. they're they're building things and you know and then they'll destroy their gun and they'll make like a you know car or whatever like it, it's not yeah, always they build a tower a, yeah it's not whatever. always a weapon it's just sometimes same. A weapon. that's the same so. <laughs> and you know we have a pet and i've never seen them get aggressive with our pet you know my cat like Mm -hmm. i've never seen that happen like i said they don't act violently toward me and my husband um you know i they're not violent with their friends and 
family no. and other kids and, and even i've seen this. like our kids will play together and like one of them will inevitably get hurt on accident from playing but like they won't continue on they'll all stop and be like are you okay is everything right? yeah like you, you know, get and the you know, apology like, or they the are you all right, right. Or... the intention wasn't to actually hurt no someone. and the only and that, time that yeah. situation ever goes a bad direction is when whoever is responsible gets a little defensive about it you know because they're children so you know my kid you know pushes your kid and it ends poorly and your kid is upset yeah and then somebody else in the group is like why did you push him and then my kid is like yeah i didn't mean to and it turns into an argument that's a (laughs) that's one thing but even the basis of that argument is that one child is defending their action as not being intentionally violent yes agree and and i can't really you know i can't really argue against that because that tells you that they know the difference between playing around and being violent exactly 100 percent. and if my kid is like i didn't mean to push you Mm -hmm. stop yelling at me yeah i was just playing then that's better than my kid being like like, haha oh and then pushes you again right and there are children that are like that so i can't say that this this is for everyone knows their their child best but for ours i feel like that yeah we've at least taught them the fact that you know there's a time and a place to play violent games or things and that it you know it is pretend but they also have empathy for people if someone accidentally gets hurt but um yeah so you know, there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of things going on here. Let's let's open yep. our next beer while we uh, ruminate on, yeah, on weapons and children. All right, another bottle, Move another along. glass bottle. We're gonna drink rye on rye maple, which Ooh. is their 2020 version of this beer. Um, okay. So it's a bourbon barrel aged beer with maple syrup, um, which I didn't realize when we bought it. Yeah, I didn't actually either. Uh, but so let's uh, go on this adventure. Man, it's almost red in color. Holy cow, it's like an amber. Yeah. yeah. I've never had this. To You've never had rye on rye, yet. huh? I've never had the okay. maple. But this no, is the I don't new, know that so... they've ever made yeah. maple before. I, I guess I can't say for sure, but... Um... I've had rye on rye. Sorry, I'm smelling no it's okay yeah me too it's like Um, an ambery color isn't it yes Hmm. Mm. all right let's let's drink not overly maple i don't think no Um, i think it's more of a like a like a boozy car caramel the caramel i get right i I get i get more caramel than i do maple which is kind of interesting i mean it's a new bottle it's not like it's it's aged you know what i mean right Um, well i mean it actually does have an enjoy by date on here and it says march 2021 on mine oh well we're good then so we're in the window of recommended time yeah and actually 13 percent on this thing I'm going to be feeling this later, my friend. We've had some heavy beers today. All right, yeah. I think that Boulevard is the one that always puts two stamps on their bottles, a bottled by date and a best by date. I'm not sure if they're in the same place, but I believe that that is the case. 
Um, yeah. Okay. Well, not everybody. Most people will put a canned on date or a you know bottled date, but okay. Um, they I believe put both. So this is good. I actually like this. I um, do like it though. I know that more than it's not super. I mean, and you and I have talked a lot about how maple is such a strong flavor, and it almost overwhelms most beers that it's in. And when mm-hmm. I realized that this was a maple, yeah. um, a maple I beer, a little, I was yeah. kind of like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so it's gonna taste like maple. It's gonna yeah. be maple syrup. Um, right. And I don't get very much maple at all. But like you it. said, I I get I get more of the um, like a caramel, the caramel than and I rye do barrel. I mean, I definitely the maple. I definitely get the rye. Templeton rye, I think, is what they age this in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Templeton rye barrels. Um, yeah, but I am pleasantly surprised by the fact that it's not an overwhelming maple taste. Yeah. Uh, because I do, and maybe that's the rye barrel aging as opposed to, a, you know, something else. Rye is a little bit, you know, rye whiskey is a little bit different than a bourbon. Um, maybe, maybe it mellows it out a little bit. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not as pronounced maple as I expected. Right. Having had maple beers before, I feel like that's usually pretty in your face. And this one isn't to me. No. Definitely not. But that all being said, I really like this. This I is really good. Mm-hmm. I should get a keg of this. Mm. Right? This is really good, actually. I, I actually very much enjoy this. Um, it's definitely not overly maple. It's really good caramely. Um, this would be a pretty good substitute for what you were gonna for get. what i lost honestly yeah. it's like... gonna come out eventually you guys i uh went on a quest to get a bourbon county variant keg and it ultimately fell mm. through um and it had actually reached the point where i actually i have everything ready in the yeah. keyser i ran the line i set up the tap you expected I to put get it, it all today, together right? and it was yeah. supposed to come today uh, the day we're recording this episode, oh, which yeah. is probably two weeks before we put it out, but like, um, yeah, yeah. So my heart's kind of broken about that. Um, I'm in no rush to find an alternative because I don't like oh, to no. like, yeah. you know, I don't want to waste a keyser spot. But mm-hmm. this might, this might work. This is actually really tasty. This is honestly a pleasant surprise. Like Ryan Rye, I've had. Um, and it was good, but like yeah. I'm really pleasantly surprised by this variation of the rye on rye. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely happy. So you with support this. that then? I if I were to go that. this route, I do because I've, I've had the other one you were going to to get, and which is a solid beer. And but this, this is, but this is close. This, this is is this is actually. A, I think it's because that maple tastes like caramel to me mm-hmm. that it's got those f- same kind of flavor profile to yeah. me. It's really this is actually this is really good. I, I thoroughly enjoy this. Um, hmm. Brian, yeah, so I'm, I, yeah, definitely think on that. Um, we were talking about Ryan Rye. And you should do that. Um, <laughs> Brian Rye, the base started back, I think, in like 2000, I don't know, a while ago. Um, they, they agreed to purchase a bunch of Templeton Rye barrels. Um, and. This says it's the idea started back in 2009. Whether or not they actually put beer into the barrels in 2009, I okay. don't know. Okay. Um, but it's been around for for quite a 
bits and maybe I'm not sure how long they age this either. So that's something that I'd have to take a look into. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a big I fan appreciate of that. One. Your input is very important to me. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you. so knowing, I mean, you and I, I won't say what it was, but you and I had yeah. a conversation before about another potential keyser, uh, tenant, if you will, and both agreed that we weren't really in love with the beer um, that we were talking about. And I was just like, well, you know, the keg's really cheap. Maybe we should think about it. Yeah. And I just came back around to the idea and you agreed, which just supported my thought was, why would I put something in there that I wasn't going to like absolutely love? And that was just going to be acceptable. Um, Exactly. I mean, even if it's cheap, when you look at it by the ounce, like you're still getting a sixth of something. And yeah, I have to want to drink that much of it. And you don't want it also sitting there forever because you have to force yourself to choose that over the other option. Yeah. Yeah. You really want, when you think about what's in there, you want them to be on par and maybe you like one for a certain time and one for something else, but you want uh-huh. them to be relatively on par in terms of how much you enjoy each yeah. of those beers. Yeah. Because you don't want one to be drank immediately and then the other one to sit there because you're like, well, I mean, I guess I'll drink it. Right. Well, and we're even the very first keg that I put in the keyser, um, we're even sort of starting to get there a little bit with that particular keg. Uh, You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not the fun size. It's not the thing we already ran out of. It's the other beer. And um, of course it's not the fun size. Maybe we should just buy another keg of fun size. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, the other keg that we bought, um, I kind of unilaterally decided to buy and my husband was like borderline not mm-hmm. super interested in it yeah. and so now we've reached the point where like I drink it occasionally sure. but he really doesn't drink it at all oh, and yeah. we've put a pretty good dent in it but it's still got some time left and I think that like like mentally I could move on from that beer for the time being sure. um, if I didn't have a full keg you know if I didn't have a whole yeah. keg of it um, and that was my fear is that I don't want to come across something else. I don't want another beer in there to get to that point Agreed. where I'm two thirds yeah. of the way through it. And I'm kind of like, like eh, I'm done. It's not really feeling this yeah. anymore. And I, I obviously think, we didn't have yeah. that problem with fun size. With fun size. <laughs> yeah, um, that was gone. But I think that, um, the other beer you were contemplating, not the one that fell through. I really don't think that you would choose that one often enough no i have it in the keyser so but this one i feel like i would like i i I actually really like this well and it's a beautiful middle ground it's a beautiful like like between the two kegs that are already in the keyser yeah um this is like a perfect balance like this just falls into a different category very very comfortably um and i think that as a result like would balance yeah. out the other two perfectly yeah maybe i'm gonna do some research on that i guess my biggest hesitation is because boulevard is based out of kansas city mm-hmm. i really don't know if local distributors sell mm. six tolls of it but yeah. then again i mean there's an easy way to figure that out so here's a little bit of advice for all you keyser owners out there because i know there's so many <laughs> listening uh <laughs> or kegerator owners um if there's bars that's that have it on tap that means that distributors have kegs of it so 
the same distributors might be selling to your local liquor store. And so they might be able to sell a keg to a liquor store of something that maybe you wouldn't normally be able to get. Um, So this beer, for example, definitely falls into that category because it's not a local brewery. So like, you know, there've been times where like Pollyanna, when I was looking at fun size, I could reach out to the brewery directly because I knew I could go to the brewery and pick it up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I was passively considering revolution, you know, getting something from them again, close by same thing. I mean, you know, I've got to go into the city, but it's still a a reasonable distance to drive Mm -hmm. to get something versus like buying a keg of beer from Kansas city. I mean, like I passively looked at perennial brewing in St. Louis. Um, and I even went so far as to reach out to them. Um, and kind of ask about a specific beer (laughs) (laughs) any guesses you're welcome to ask (laughs) Uh, gosh what did i want from perennial brewing i wonder i wonder um (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um but i accepted the possibility that i was going to have to make a drive to st louis to buy a keg of beer and and i'll say this honestly that's a hike and probably yeah. not something I would ultimately want to do. I mean, I won't say 100%. Yeah, who knows what would motivate me? <laughs> yeah, I um, mean, yeah. I'd right. drive pretty far. You know what? Here's the other thing. In the <laughs> times that we're in, it's not as enjoyable to go on a road trip. If this right. were a year ago, if this oh, were sure. potentially a year from now, we would just make the drive be an overnight and sure. enjoy ourselves. Oh, but man, otherwise, that sounds amazing. <laughs> you know, but like right now in the day and age that we are is part of why it's like, no, I don't want to drive. I'm not going to drive all the way down there. Cause do am that. I going to stay? Where am I going to yeah, stay? Exactly. You know, I, I can't eat? stay am with a friend. And, like, you know, yeah. It's so it's, it's exactly. a different scenario, but if it were like, Hey, I'm going to drive up to the middle of nowhere in Wisconsin and Amherst and pick up a keg and stay right. and visit five other breweries on that trip, you know, then that well, sounds sure, reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're like, they don't have tap rooms open and you can just get takeout and eat in your car, not as appealing yeah. to me. It doesn't sound like a fun 24 right. hour span yeah. of time. <laughs> so, I mean, I will say that they've definitely upped their distribution. The fact that they distribute to 10 other countries outside the U.S. and 41 states and Binnie's sells it and Kenwood sells it. And sure. there's a good chance that a distributor may have Kegs some. It. Exactly. So there's definitely a possibility. That's a so, really good. That's right. a really good <laughs> so angle to take on it. You're it, right. I yeah. Would say. Definitely I appreciate that. I will. So, all right. Well, well, that was a fun little tangent. <laughs> and go. now you guys know how much we loved Ryan Rye mm-hmm. Maple. Ryan Rye Maple. Yes. Now you know. Uh, go check it out. Find so, you yeah. some. Uh, this some is Boulevard. worth finding, you guys. It's mm-hmm. definitely worth finding. I would definitely so. look into it. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody. This was fun. Yeah. Yep. Thanks. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all. 